there's people like even I like I constantly show off my gibbon at work to my colleagues <laughs> and um <laughs> so I have like all these beautiful photos of them you can check them out on like Instagram. when people show, <laughs> show like, pictures of their kids and I'm yeah, like no, here's no. my dog yeah <laughs> hey I have kids and dogs but the only pictures I show are my dog pics to people <laughs> recording live from Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Let's Boop Snoot. My name is Vero and my name is Heidi and today we are going to talk about The Pack, the show that is on Amazon Prime and we're going to talk about some celebrity doggos. Mm -hmm. Like celebrities and their doggos. Yes. So we have to throw up a spoiler alert because we are going to be talking about the pack. If you haven't heard about the pack, it's basically an amazing race reality show with people, not only people, but their dogs with them as well. So challenges that the dogs have to complete. And uh, I really liked it. Did you like it? Me too. I did. I, I wasn't sure how they were. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it with the dogs and stuff. And I didn't really know what to expect, but it was very amazing race, like similar. Yeah. Except it's, it was, it was super cute. Like there was, I find a ton of shots of like dogs running in slow-mo and their fur like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. it, it made me laugh like so hard. And at some point, I guess Jax was like the youngest dog there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, like, sometimes there were shots where he was, like, really acting like a puppy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's, like, really jumping high. and (laughs) Yeah. Jax is a golden doodle. Or not a golden doodle. A golden retriever. But definitely um, still has puppy brain. Yes. So they did a lot of cool things on the show. And it's funny because I I sort of logged on to, to read some of uh some other people's reviews like on the show and like there's television critics who I find are a lot more harsh about like you know how things are filmed and stuff like that and they thought some of the like dog aspects like sort of took away from it but also like added to the show which I thought was being a bit particular because I think like any of the like cheesy stuff that went down or like weird TV stuff was like totally covered by the fact that it was like all these like super cute dogs and you were like, ah, yeah. puppies. <laughs> like, yeah. And which is pretty much what they said in this review, which made me laugh. She's like, and you know, they did this and this and this, but then like puppies and costumes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Which was like super cute. Um, and these dogs were trained. Well, yes. They had some training sessions before the show. Y- yep. I was going to talk about that too. So that's another cool thing that they do. Cause like I was watching it and thinking like this would have required a lot of like prep work with, with your dog to do it. And you could sort of tell on (laughs) the show, like who really practiced and and did it well. And, and the other, like, and the other ones that were probably like, Oh, like we'll do this, but he's just not good. You know what I mean? They like, I thought it was very, I was very able to tell like who, did a lot of the training work like beforehand yeah and um I kept thinking about like how how would Wiggum do with yes. this challenge so my There's some that I'd be like oh he'd be really good at this like the yeah. piano one yeah would have been really good yeah but then the soccer ball one yes I don't think he would have been very good at that 
Well, it, it but it, again, it all like I wonder how much specific like training they were told to do you know what I mean like he needs right. to know how to I wonder if they had a list of things like where it was like okay they need to know how to push things like and maybe they weren't particular about it yeah and they need to know row. how to put yeah how to tug and yeah a lot of it was like dogs tugging things like well we'll talk more about the different challenges that they had in a bit but one thing that the show did really well um, they were very, they, they put in these little snippets. So they had an entire dog safety team. And before like a challenge would be coming up, like they would explain the host of the show, who is an Olympic uh, gold medalist, I believe. Lindsay, what's her last name again? I totally forget. Oh, I can't remember. She's I know. Skiing. Well, yeah, she's for skiing. skiing. Um, so she would like in, introduce what the ch- challenge was, explain it all and stuff. And then s- sometimes like and several times throughout the show, they would um, have the dog safety person talk about it. So they would say, so beforehand, the dogs, and they would show snippets of like the pre-training program that they did mm-hmm. pr- prior to the show. And um, and they would talk about all the different safety things that they put into place. And I think they probably had to do that, number one. Anytime you do any kind of like movie or anything involving in uh, uh, animals, you you get a lot of blowback from, you know, like PETA and like different organizations and stuff. So I'm sure they did like they threw that in there so that, you know, they didn't have like animal protesters like (laughs) outside their building (laughs) and stuff like that. But it was also neat to hear about like all the different things that they put into place for the safety of the animals too. Because it's like some of the stuff I was like, I wonder if I could have gotten Gibbs to do this, you know, like yeah. the, like being like a uh, harnessed up and doing like there was zip lining. The in zip the show. lining. Yeah. yeah. There was like, um, what do you call it? Like when you're rock climbing, but you go down, like there's that. Uh, pro- not propel. Yeah. Yeah. Like or repel, r- repel, propel repel. or repel. <laughs> <laughs> Repelling repel, down a I water think pump. You'd be going up. Yes. <laughs> but, um, no, like the the challenges were very extensive and there was stuff where it, it's like they they traveled to some pretty like major cities with a lot of things going on. And I think if you're not a dog person, um, you may take that for granted, like how much work that takes. Like an example was uh, they were in Mexico City for and one of the challenges was there was this big Day of the Dead festival going on. So there's a, like a huge ton of people in this square all with painted like skeleton faces and wearing huge hats and very big bright costumes a lot of music going on a lot of families it's like almost like a parade and they had to find on some of the puppets that the people were carrying around which again is can be another frightening thing for a dog so there's just like overloaded with distraction and the dogs (laughs) and then um I forget what the dogs had to do but even just keeping your dog's focus in an environment like that can be really really difficult and and same thing like just like all the different places they went to there's one challenge where they were in Austria and they had to go to several different uh, hot dog stands to collect uh, and the dogs had to do a trick to get a hot dog and then you had to bring a hot dog back to this restaurant where you got your next clue once you once you collected like however many hot dogs again they had been running like all day they had been now running around the city at night super loud like they were in Vienna and uh, running around all night with like all these distractions. There's bands playing. There's people walking by. There's they're at a hot dog stand where they're I'm sure it smells like amazing to them. They're like mm. probably like give me a hot dog. And getting your dog to perform tricks for the hot dogs like it. So it it was um, and like and, the dancing. 
yeah the dancing that they had to do we had to twirl and then, yes yeah so there was a lot of really neat um I thought they did a, a a good job on figuring out how to incorporate the dogs into the challenges mm-hmm. but yeah yes. the bet they um you would have had to to nail the show you would have had to really 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 work on it and um yes especially like like the dogs focusing on their owner yes when it's like running around and there's so much going on and then all of a sudden like they need to do a command yeah exactly yeah and just like the dancing like there's people all around and there's music and it's loud Mm-hmm. And they have to do these things with their with their owner, like twirling and then all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And so they really need to focus on what the owner is asking them to do. Yeah, exactly. And um, and you could see at certain parts and stuff like that where you could tell that the dog was tired. Like, you know, it gets to a point sometimes where even like like when I was training Gibbs, when they start to just like not be getting it anymore, it's because they're tired. It's just like asking you to write an exam like when you've been up for like <laughs> yeah you know 24 hours and stuff like that and uh, you know they another thing they talk about because they're flying from city to city is that they would give them a day to adjust like after the, the travel and stuff like that because traveling is stressful for humans like and dogs right like and being on a plane that long and stuff like that so Although they looked pretty comfortable on the planes. <laughs> like they got like a lot <laughs> of space. Did. They had their own seats. Yeah. It was super cute. But um, what, like, did you find yourself right out the get-go, Vero, like cheering for like a certain dog? I felt like I was jumping around. Yeah? Like I want like this dog to win. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I want this dog to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kept switching. Yeah. For, for me, like, because like, I write out the get one thing that I will say this, which may take us in a completely different direction here is I found it biased towards the smaller dogs. And if you notice uh, again, this is a huge spoiler alert people, but um, none of the small dogs make it to the end. No, if this was like a big dogs competition. <laughs> yeah. I feel like some of the challenges would have been hard. Yeah. I think like I, the, the challenges that were later on also. Yes. Like asking yeah, a little like pulling, dog, well, yeah, <laughs> pulling pull- you on a sled. Yeah, I don't know what they would have done. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But um, in the snow, yeah. I found so yeah. Right out the get go, there was this like uh, guy from like the from Utah, I believe, and he had this. Uh, it's a blue tick coonhound. So like that's mm-hmm. I'm. I'm sure you guys have heard me say time and time again, I am, you know, the hounds have a special place in my heart. So I was like, and so he has this hound named Dixie, but like, as like the show progressed, oh my God, like all you could hear every scene was that friggin' dog howling every scene. Yeah. Like to the point where I was like, I wonder if they had to like edit this like to the max because like, I don't think they had very much footage. And even it, it got to the point where the contestants were saying stuff about it. Like you could hear where she was in the show. So that's all you when, could hear. When, yeah. She even helped somebody find their way to the Yes, line. she did. Cause they're like, Cause Oh, there's Dixie. Cause like literally nonstop. It's like, it's like this big, like deep, like, like howly, like to the point where it was like, borderline getting on my nerves like watching the show I was like oh my god that friggin dog <laughs> like, 
like she just yeah. would not st- ever stop barking. And when, like you said, like, yeah, when people were approaching the, the finish line, they were like, yeah, I was like running towards, I didn't hear Dixie. So I thought for sure we were going to be in first place. Like, <laughs> And then they're like, oh, it's too they're like, we were just about to come up over the hill. And then I heard that. And I thought, damn, like we didn't make it. Like <laughs> Dixie was like <laughs> a total, like, not incognito dog like there was no being subtle about I don't think I would have done well with Dixie yeah like I I think I have this sensitivity to noise oh yeah and yeah like loud chewing oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah I mean like stop (laughs) yeah she was and yeah she was getting worse and worse as the show went on throughout the show and again that could be a sign of like fatigue too or whatever although she did awesome so another um part of training that they had to do before the show was scent training so I think I'm getting like the more we talk about scent training and the more you watch it I I think I sort of like I'm starting to understand it more so you you give the dog a scent and then like you start hiding it in different places right and then see if they can you, and you teach them to mark the spot, like to sit and bark, like when they find yeah. it. So there was a lot of scent training stuff. And definitely like some of the dogs did. And I was surprised at how Jax did the golden retriever. Like there were some dogs that yeah. surprised me with the scent training. Cause like, it is a very like natural um, instinct for like dogs, like such as hounds and stuff like that. But I never imagined like golden retrievers being like, you know, these super scent trained dogs but there was one challenge when they were in switzerland where there's like literally this like massive area with all these different mounds of snow and there's people hiding in 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 certain ones so your dog had to do the scent training so they used birch oil i think they kept saying on the show that's what they used Mm -hmm. for a lot of their training so that's what they they would put birch oil all around like the snowbank that had it and stuff and i think Jax was one of the first ones to find uh, somebody in the snowbank. Yeah. And I was like, huh, him of all people. Way to way go, to go Jax. Jax. <laughs> so, yeah, as the show went on, I, I felt like I was cheering on different dogs. Yeah. Which one was your favorite? Well, the one that I started to like more and more was, um, now I'm not going to be able to remember his name, but it's like the um, uh, the Border Collie and then the young dude there. I should bring it up on the show here. Oh, Ace yes, Ace. Like yes, that? Ace. They're, yeah. They were awesome. I think they were like all around like the best. Yep. Like they were able to do everything. Yeah. Marc LeBlanc. Marc yeah. LeBlanc. Marc LeBlanc. Marc LeBlanc. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and they're from Louisiana. So Marc and Ace grew up in South Louisiana. It's this like super adorable black and white, like tuxedo looking like border collie. He's just super adorable. And he's like 10, isn't uh, he? Uh, how does it say how old he is here? I think he's like, he's older, but you can like, those are the ones as the, as the show goes on that you can tell that like it was ACE carrying their team. So at the beginning of the show, they were like, the show starts out with this helicopter that drops all these tug toys down. And so then all the contestants had to run and find the first tug toy that they can and then tug it with their dog to break it open. And it released a color. So you were either on the blue team or the green team. So, and then if you were, so whichever team 
made it across the, the finish line at the first challenge first, they were all safe. And then the second team had to do another challenge and whoever came in last place had to leave the show. So that's the way it sort of went down. So um, Mark and his dog Ace, oh man. Who is 10, by Who the is way. 10. Just, just found it, yeah. <laughs> um, they just were like, almost on every challenge like saving the day man like it was crazy yeah like he did like there was this one challenge and I think it was like in Florence Italy so the challenge that their team had was they would get a clue of a place where to go in the city and Florence again is like super packed super narrow streets the streets go up and down and numbers go different ways like it's a super confusing city to navigate through and so they would have to make it to these different um, areas within the city where there would be a big sign with all these wooden slats with like different letters on them, like, like saying a street name, but different letters on each slat were highlighted by a color. Like there was like yellow letters, um, green letters, green and, and red. red. Yeah. Letters. I think red. And so then each slat had a um rope on it and the dogs had to tug it to line up the letters and they had to like each station was a different color so they had to line up like the dog would have to pull this way to get like the s down the middle and then pull this one so so you can imagine like sometimes they really just needed a gentle yes exactly and 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 that's that's hard to to do right because like you say tug and and they pull the whole friggin' thing like off of (laughs) off of the sign right and and some (laughs) some dogs like weren't as good as like i said executing the commands like even i think like and some dogs just didn't like the tugging so you couldn't give them like i could give gibbs a rope and he'll play tug of war with me and but that's like again you're teaching them i've never taught him the command tug but like you you could you could tell that they all had the same training because they were using the same words to try to get their dogs to do stuff so when for instance, if it was a scent challenge, like the avalanche one that I described, they would go search, search, search. And that's telling the dog, okay, I have to look for this scent that we did our training with, right? Yeah. And tug, 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 like, and, and um, doing that, with, tugging was like a huge part of a lot of different challenges. And then um, there was another one where uh, a lot of the challenges too were like, um, on uneven sur- surfaces. So there was one challenge where they had to walk mm-hmm. on this rope bridge. <laughs> and so like, and people don't even understand how hard that is with a dog. Like uh, when, when I go to visit Michelle and I bring Gibbon there, going up the stairs in her apartment building, the stairs are like, the, they don't have backs to them. So you can see down the stairs right. and, and it freaks Gibbon out like every time. And yeah. I have to be like, come on, buddy, and like lead him up the stairs. So like going on a rope bridge. That freaked Wiggum out too. Yeah. yeah. Like so yeah, going on a bridge. Yeah, exactly. It's just like open. Yeah. But um <laughs> again, part that would freak me. The, out. Well, exactly. It <laughs> freaks humans out, right? But like you know, the dogs, it was a solid, but it's a rope bridge, so it doesn't have sturdiness to it, right? And it and it moves as you walk. And yes, that would freak like a ton of dogs out and one of them couldn't do it i think it was jacks yeah so jacks there was always like an alternate route and they made it so they had to take they made it very clear that they would look out for like putting the dogs under extreme stress they wouldn't they wouldn't force them to do anything that that they weren't comfortable with so that was pretty good but even yeah so like even with the tugging the other part of that like you were saying about being gentle is being to execute the command like leave it so like tug ah leave it like that you know what I mean like uh the push and pull if you will to the to the tug command 
which helped uh, a lot of them. But during that challenge, it was like Ace that like ha- had to do it everyone doing it yeah. all. Like yeah. Ace carried yeah. the team. So I'm a huge fan of Ace and Mark. But um, it was. An- I really liked Mohawk, the Mohawk. Dog. Kentucky and Derby. This dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this dog, I think, was a rescue. Mm-hmm. And just the way he listened yeah. to Kentucky. Yes. It's like he just rescued this dog and just really trained him well, like at home. But and it, you can see they yes. have like this bond, right? Oh, big time. And you, Derby was just really good at all the challenges too. Derby just seemed like a super chill dog. So yeah. a Labradoodle, There's a lot right? of trust like between them. Yes. Like, but he was just saying like, they just seem like, he seems like a pretty chillax guy. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, even when, when I adopt, um, when I brought Gibbon home for the first time, same thing, it was my boys were all off at camp. And I made a point of keeping things calm, especially with a super anxious dog, right? That's susceptible Mm -hmm. to the anxiety. And I think that dogs feed off of whatever your energy is. And that's a perfect example of it. Like I'm sure he's like, he seems like a super laid back kind of guy. So the owner's name is Kentucky and the dog's name is Derby, which is hilarious (laughs) in itself anyways. And he just talks about all the, it's nice because you see the little snippets of the owners and talk about them and their relationship with their dog and stuff like that. And he took his dog surfing and he, at first he was trying to keep him on the beach waiting for him and stuff, but the dog kept wanting to come in the water. And then they were like on this wave. And then he was like, so he pulled and the dog kept, Derby kept swimming out to him all the time. So he just put the dog on the surfboard with him. And he said that Derby was surfing better than he was. So Derby <laughs> was like, awesome. There was like a paddleboard challenge yeah. and they just like nailed it. Right. Just like, like yeah. Derby was like, yeah, giddy up. Oh, we boarded. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so it's just super cute like there was a lot of different challenges where it gave certain dogs the ability to like really shine you know what I mean during that paddleboard when snow was oh, on yes. the board yeah and she got her fur wet all I could think it was like oh no her hair <laughs> I feel like that's what the owner was thinking and I was like oh my god he's probably like no <laughs> I know because like they had just had it touched up like the day before too so yeah. Kentucky and Derby both have matching hairstyles. So he has a, la- a Labradoodle and um, they have blue mohawk. So Kentucky has like a blue mohawk and then he shaved her so that she has a big mohawk going down the center of her body and he dyed it blue as well. So they're like matchy matchy, which is like amazing. And then there's another, uh, I think she, Snow is just like a standard poodle, right? Yeah, I think and, so, yeah. And um, she... <laughs> He's a dog groomer and he grooms celebrities' pets. Like, I think he groomed Usher's dog, right? Yeah. And um, so she has like a, a blue and pink, like twisty horn coming like out a, her forehead <laughs> to make her look like a unicorn. And then she has like cotton candy. It's like cotton candy, pink and blue, like m- fur um, dyed around all of her feet. And then, like, I think her tail, too, right? So yeah. it's like she's like this little unicorn doggy. She's so cute. And she did so, so well cute. in the competition, too. And he seems very nice. Yes. He also seems like a super nice yeah. laid-back dude. And um, so her name was Snow. And then 
um, Kentucky and Derby, Derby. So Derby and snow, like this was another thing that happened on the show that I thought was super cute was their certain dogs took to each other and had these relationships. So whenever (laughs) (laughs) it was funny because Josh snow's owner would get super frustrated with her sometimes because when they're doing a challenge she was like no like I want to go play with Derby (laughs) you'd be like focus focus (laughs) and so there was one challenge where he literally could not get her to execute anything until Derby had left the challenge and and then yeah I think so and then she was like all right fine like and then like got to work and like did her thing but like (laughs) that made me laugh like so hard yeah yeah a lot of these people are now friends Yes. Like they, yeah, they're a big presence on uh, Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pictures of them together. It's like they stayed buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. Like the, I, uh, like Josh and the other girl, I can't remember her name. They were I pretty know. close. This is so bad because I watched it like literally like all yeah. day yesterday and my short term memory. Border Collie mix also. The girl that like lived in a car. Yeah. With her dog. I can't remember her name, but. They definitely stayed name. friends. Yep. Mitra. Her Mitra. name was Mitra. Right. And she had Bosley. Yes. Yeah. So they yeah. became friends. And then there's uh, Lucy. Yep. Lucy. She's and... a big presence on Instagram. And uh, Jax and his owner. I'm like, Lucy makes it. So Lucy is like a mom of a very young family. She has like, what is it? Like three or four kids at home or whatever. And um, they all like share like different emotional stories about their dogs and how they help them through different stuff in their lives and stuff like that. But Lucy was like uh, playing all these super like young fit people. And she's like this mom of oh two, two children. And so she's away from her kids. She clearly put into the the work and having a young family to like train a dog that, you know, I admire her a lot too. And she makes yes. it like definitely she made it to really far. Yes, she did. So, and you could tell that like a, a lot of the challenges and stuff like that were, were really tough on her. Like she yeah. was like, like that one in, in Vienna when they were running around trying to find the hot dog stands, like she, like, <laughs> yes. I can't, I couldn't believe like she made it through that. Like yes. they were that one, you could tell that all the traveling and everything was sort of catching up to them. And they were like exhausted, mm-hmm. like totally and utterly exhausted at that challenge. They were like, but you crying. never know, right? Like you think you're exactly. the last one. And then all of a sudden somebody gets lost or, you know, yep. they have trouble with the challenge. And then all of a sudden you're not last anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to keep pushing and that's, it's hard when you're, <laughs> when you're exhausted. Oh my and God. Last. Yeah. And there's yeah. like a lot of challenges too, where like people were saying that like, that, like, you know, the people were ready to give up, but like their dog is still working and they're like, oh my God. Like, it's like, you know, you sort of inspire each other mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, that looked, oh, there was a couple of challenges where you could tell like it was just friggin exhausting for them and they cross the finish line and they literally like collapse and they're like oh my god and (laughs) and all the snippets where they're like you know having like the the one-on-one like interview with the person and their dog is right there with them the dog is like always sleeping (laughs) i found that too the dog is like always sleeping and um that's one thing that i found very cute about the show too is like even in those like little one-on-one things like there's one where the dogs like this guy was is like having this super emotional like 
reveal about his dog he's like you know he just he carries me through every day and like he 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 pushes me to move forward and then the dog just like makes this horrible snorting like sneeze sound and he's like and he's like dude he's like I was trying to get deep here man (laughs) it's just like the super like hilarious and that's so what like dog ownership is like right like they're or like right in the middle of a challenge or super like when they're running to try to get in a cab like a dog just has to poop and they're like sorry like they didn't edit all of that stuff out right which is uh dogs gotta poop (laughs) like (laughs) like they oh a huge part of of dog ownership yes one of the challenges with that that i thought was tough was the uh, cricket one yes yeah that was a tough one that seemed tough and you could see that the two girls at the end like they were just exhausted oh yeah for sure yeah so they had to like shoot this ball how do you say this like in this little space like when you play cricket and then if they missed the dog had to grab the ball and bring it back yes and yeah so even (laughs) that seemed exhausting and then they had to run to the finish line yeah yeah, Ooh. the see like sometimes I'm like I could do a show like that, and then I you see all the running that's involved. I'm like, no, I could not. I would bring that. I would die. I yeah. would pass out. My dog would have to like unless I got like a super big dog, and I just like brought a bring little a like rolly cart and just been like pull, go Sheba, go. Bring a mini horse. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Oh good my luck. god, but um. I hope they do another one. I I would imagine that they would. They probably got, like I said, like the dog industry is like super huge. And I bet you they got a lot of people who like watch that. Especially mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people who are who are very adventurous with their dogs too, right? Like they're, there's people like even I like I constantly show off my gibbon at work to my colleagues. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I have like all these beautiful photos of them. You can check them out. On like Instagram. when people show, <laughs> show like, pictures of their kids. And I'm yeah, like, no, here's no. my dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have kids and dogs, but the only pictures I show are my dog pics to people. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I should show my kids too. I don't know. But everybody wants to see a doggy. Anyways, yes. um, like one of one of my colleagues was like, "Oh, so I have this beautiful photo of Gibbon like on the dock at our cottage, like at the edge of the dock." And he was like, "Oh, is he in a canoe?" And I was like, "No, because we cannot get like Gibbon in a canoe." And he's like, "Oh man, he's like, I love going canoeing with my dog, and it's so cute. Like people do like a ton of stuff with their with their dogos, right?" Yeah, I want to bring mine paddle boarding. Yes, yes. So that's something we're gonna have to yeah train him. right out the get go. <laughs> it sucks that I'm getting him like during winter, but oh, do you I guess what... by the time it's like June, do he'll be do old want... enough. Okay, the first time he sees water, I need to be there because like my favorite thing, and I did it with Gibbs, and I thought we filmed it, and I need to go back and look and see because I don't remember seeing it on my phone again after that. But anyways, for the first time when you take them swimming, you can like hold them by their underneath, like as a pup, and you just hover them above the water, and their paws start going already, <laughs> like the little paddles, like this. It's like, like it's automatic. Like, yeah, they're like air paddling. <laughs> so cute. Gibbs did it when I was teaching him how to swim. Aww. It was amazing. I love I that. Think I traumatized Wiggum when he was a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a little kiddie pool <laughs> in the backyard, and I just like dropped him in it. Oh my god. Yeah. Sink so he swim. would go he would go for swims 
he was always like hesitant until like he went into the water and then yeah. after that he was fine yeah but he could never like jump off a dock oh like my I've God. seen him jump and it's like a belly flop face first so <laughs> we had this hilarious like so my mother-in-law has a pool so that's where I took Gibbs as a pup like swimming first and we would I would use the leash to gently lead him into the water when he came in yay like lots of craze and stuff and he would do a little loop and then go back to the stairs and um but uh we we went up to the cottage shortly after that and Becky is like an Olympic swimmer she will swim for literally mm. like 45 minutes straight like it freaked me out at first like she started swimming across the lake when we first brought her up there and I was like oh my god it's too far she's gonna drown and they'd be like Becky come back come back come back and she would come back and come out of the water and be like what like look at you like what and then jump <laughs> off the dock and swim equally as far again and so my dad she won't go in the boat either but my dad will canoe up the lake and turn around and Becky's swimming like right behind him like far. Oh, wow. yeah so um we went up to the cottage and I had uh, our friend Nicole with us with her two Goldens who, again, love the water. One of them is Harper, especially, yes. would not even get out of the lake. And so when we get up there, they're jumping off the dock. Becky's jumping off the dock. Her dogs are jumping off the dock. We're like, yay, doggies, jump, jump, yay, like every splash. <laughs> like, and, and I remember Gibbs came down to the dock and, was, and just like looked up at me and like looked at the lake and jumped off of the dog. <laughs> and I was like what the? but then it was like peer pressure instant like regret like you could see the panic in his eyes like oh my god why did I do this <laughs> and he was trying like rather than like swim around and get out like on the land like on the sandy little beach area he was trying to climb back onto the dock and panicking oh, no. and I'm trying to pull him and so Nicole like who was like at this near the side of the dock had to swim around <laughs> and rescue poor Kevin <laughs> and she I was like so <laughs> Nicole saved his life she saved the day but I just remember he was like he was like is this what you want me to do okay like I'll jump off the dock and then it was like oh my god why did I jump off the <laughs> what dock <did> I do? <laughs> what have I done I'm going to die the panic in his eyes it was like almost like the same panic like on our site and fluff stuff of Gibbon coming home from the breeder <laughs> that <laughs> sheer panic in the eyeballs oh but um, the first time Wiggum went for a real swim I was at a friend's cottage and I was in this like pedal boat thing mm -hmm. and I was getting further and further away from the edge of like mm -hmm. the beach and <laughs> I think he panicked because I was like he thought maybe I was like leaving him <laughs> so he like jumped in the water and he caught up to me and he was just like hanging on to the edge of the boat that is like, so funny where are you like, going? like, <laughs> like come, let come me back. in <laughs> So he just oh, kind of followed me. That's funny. Yeah. That's super cute. He's <laughs> like, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Come back. Um, Can I show you something I made? Yes, absolutely. That I'll have to post a picture on Fluff Stuff. Oh, is it a little doggy toque? It's a little doggy toque and it has hole holes. Holes for the ears? For the oh, ears. Oh, my God. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. Toque for the pups. Puppy toques. Toque for the... Oh, I was going to say poop, but that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the pack on Amazon Prime, I would, I would highly recommend. Yes. Boop. And if it. you are going to watch it, I would also recommend that you stop listening 
listen to the podcast yes. right now because I'm going to ask Heidi. She hasn't seen the last one. Oh, yeah. I missed the I'm last gonna episode. I'm going to ask her who she thinks wins. And then I will tell her if she's right or wrong. Okay. And then once you've watched it, come back to the podcast. All right. So, who do you think? I, who do I, you think? I think it's Mark and Ace. Yes, <laughs> correct. Ding, they would have ding, had ding, to. Ding. He was he was the smartest. He was on top of it right at the get go. Like and yeah, and they did won. and he had the like most consistent training for his doggo too. It yeah. seemed like like they were ace ace just aced the show. <laughs> he aced right everything. From, yes, he did. All right, so. You want to talk about celebs and their pets? I thought it would be like a good topic, but there's not really much out there. There's like a lot no. of TMZ photos of people with their pets. Although, in looking up our stuff, we found out some interesting things about certain celebs, like and their affinity to pets. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to start? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start with Patrick Stewart, our Star, Star Trek guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, about three years ago, he fostered a pit bull and he said that it changed his life and inspired him to stand up for the breed and to end uh, discrimination about pit bulls. He partnered with the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty uh, to, rare, to raise some awareness about the breed. And he fosters dogs and promotes them on his Facebook page. Now, if you go to his Facebook page, <laughs> um, you will see his pit bull named Ginger, I believe. Oh, cute. And he also reads a sonnet every day from a book. To his dogs? No, to people oh, watching. Oh, to people watching on Facebook? Yeah, so he's oh. like sitting down and he's like, sonnet, <laughs> 150. <laughs> And then he, That's he hilarious. Reads a sonnet. Yeah, every day he reads one. I guess he's up to like 150 something. Noise. Yeah. Noise. Um, so I found in my searches, of course, the Obamas. So after he was elected president, he promised his daughters apparently to get a hypoallergenic dog. And so they got Bo. And uh, a lot of people know who Bo is. I know Barack mentions him in a lot of his interviews, but he is a male Portuguese water dog. And they kind of look similar to like golden doodles, except they're like black, some of them black and white, but very like doodly like looking. And um, they're cute. And then in 2013, they got uh, a second one, a female named Sunny. And it was, uh, well, I think Bo was gifted to them by another senator. And then they, I, I thought I remember them saying that they rescued the second one, Sunny, but I'm not, I'm not sure. And it doesn't really say here on this website. So yes, there's the Obamas with their little floofs and Bo and Cute. Sunny. Mm-hmm. Bo and Sunny. All right. Okay. My next one is Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. from New Girl. I really like that show. Yes. She rescued uh, two pups from the Bill Foundation in Los Angeles. So this foundation has uh, rescued 2,200 dogs since 2000, since the year 2000, apparently. So on her birthday, her boyfriend uh, told her that he was getting her a dog. So he brought her to some shelters and they ended up at the Bill Foundation. 
Um, she spotted this dog named Dot, but they told her that she only came with her sister. So the person working at the Bill Foundation told her that uh, when they brought the two pups to the shelter, um, they went and got them from like another shelter and they spotted Dot and then they spotted this other dog that looked exactly like Dot in another cage. But Mm -hmm. the two dogs, they were in like two cages, but they couldn't see each other. So apparently when they brought the two dogs out, it was like two sisters being reunited. Like they were like their tails were wagging. They were looking at each other like they were super excited to see them, to see each other. And apparently their tags were just like a number apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Zoe ended up rescuing both pups. Oh, so cute. Yeah. And there's pictures of them and they're always like so close to each other. They're sleeping like back to back. It's like they're Velcro together. (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. Yes. My next one, and I'm not a huge fan of this person, but this makes me respect her a little bit more. But Ariana Grande, this article, and it might be an old one because I think she has more. It says that she has nine rescue dogs and as well a pet pig. And, um, she called piggy smalls piggy smalls <laughs> yeah <laughs> really that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> and um she brings her pets on various talk shows and stuff like that but apparently she's a, a huge rescuer of Le dogos yes Impressive. so i found out she she is partnered with BarkBox. oh yes and she brought she brings adoptable dogs to shows mm-hmm. during it was during her honeymoon tour Mm -hmm. um so dogs could get adopted and apparently she paid all the adoption fees that's amazing it's very nice yeah that's very very nice good work for les dogos (laughs) ariana yeah my next one is miley cyrus Mm -hmm. and i'm mentioning miley because she rescued a dog from a organization that we've mentioned in our last episode the beagle Mm -hmm. freedom project Oh, yes. So she apparently adopted over a dozen animals, which includes Barbie the Beagle. Aww. So she prevented Barbie from being a animal lab tester. Test, yeah. test animal lab. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Miley. To, to, on that note, just on, I'm going to have a little story here. I can remember... Uh, of course, talking about dogs at work. And there was um, a med student who was with us that day. And he was saying that he he stole his dog from a lab. <laughs> so apparently there's like very strict rules about how like whenever you're doing research of any kind, like there is like big time ethics involved with it. And of course, one of them is like the treatment of animals. So you can't... Um, like I've always wanted to see the research labs at work and they're like, no, you can't come in there unless you are a researcher. Like, cause again, you don't want these animals exposed to like a whole ton of different people. And I don't know, like, you know, it depends on what they're using them for. But anyways, this med student had said it was like the end of their project. And usually the animals are taken to be terminated. And it was like the night before. And he had talked to one of the people who ran the lab and he was like, no, I'm, I'm going to come in take this dog (laughs) and they were like okay sounds good and they set it up and he went home with the dog (laughs) so I thought that was super cool yeah um my next one is of course the queen elizabeth who she is 
also very well known for uh, her tons and tons of corgis. So um, Queen Elizabeth has owned more than 30 corgis since she became queen in 1952. And most of them are a direct descendant of her first dog, Susan. And um, last year, her final royal corgi, Willow, passed away, leaving the queen with two dorgies. So a dorgi is a corgi dashund mix because they they use them for hunting, right? Yeah. Though she soon adopted a corgi named Whisper after its owner, a former gamekeeper, passed away. So one of the staff people, I guess, passed away and had this another corgi named Whisper, which she took in gladly. Way to go, Queen Elizabeth. The next one I'm going to talk about, I don't have much to say about this, but I thought it was pretty cute, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Um, He adopted a husky or husky mix. I can't really tell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He named his dog Dutch, apparently after one of his characters in a movie. He also has a pet donkey named Lulu, and they are apparently becoming best friends. Apparently Dutch was a little bit afraid of Lulu, but now they're... They're warming up to each other and there is actually a video on Instagram of the two together and it's just adorable. So look it up. Oh, so you'll, you're going to go like, oh, oh, <clears throat> oh, so cute. So mm-hmm. cute. The, the last one that I'll mention is um, Oprah. And I was chatting with Vero about this earlier. Like I can remember my mom was a huge Oprah fan. She still is. And uh, so whenever I came home from school or whatever, it was always like on on the show. And sometimes I would watch and sometimes I wouldn't. But I remember the episode where she gave like Caesar Milan his big, like anything Oprah touches turns to gold, right? She's like Midas touch to the max. So like <laughs> I can remember she did an episode where she brought Caesar Milan to her house. And I think she has Cocker Spaniels. And they were talking about the teaching and stuff like that. And that's when Caesar just became like the next level, like dog guru, like throughout the States and stuff like that. So, you know, that was sort of like a huge influence to his career, no no doubt. But anyways, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. But yeah, when you look up celebrities, you get a ton of pics and you wonder like, do you, how much they invest into the training of them or do they just have people yeah. that take care of them? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of photos of celebs like walking their dog in like New York city and like stuff like this, or the ones with the tiny dogs carrying them around in their purses. And you, <laughs> yeah. and I, and, and like looking through a lot of the photos, like I wonder how much of it is like staged and like, or if this is just like, you know, like, do are they using the dog as an accessory or do you like, is this an actual like loved and <laughs> pet? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably both. Yeah. Probably some celebs, it's just like an accessory, but others are. And, really and well, like yeah, like some of them and... clearly like Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus who are like adopting like tons of them and mm-hmm. actually like actively getting involved in like organizations clearly have like a love of animals, but yeah, some of the photos you're just like, that dog's an accessory. Yeah. Which is fine if they still get a- adopted from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a better life than a shelter life for sure. Y'alls. Yeah, and that's it for me. That's it for moi aussi. Ooh. Tune in next time on Let's Boop Snoots. Let's Boop Snoots. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.